Hi, and welcome to Stefan Levera Podcast, a show about Bitcoin. Today, for episode 322, my guests are the CEO and the Chief Bitcoin Officer of Perth Heat. So this is an Australian baseball team going fully Bitcoin. They're going on a Bitcoin standard. They're holding Bitcoin on the balance sheet. They are going to pay players and staff in Bitcoin. They're selling tickets and merchandise for Bitcoin. And we talk about their journey, why they're doing it, and what they're hoping to achieve with this. This show is brought to you by Swan Bitcoin, the easy way to accumulate Bitcoin while also receiving education about Bitcoin. So on the front page of swan.com, there's now a savings plan calculator. So for example, if you had been putting in $100 a week for the last five years, you would have put in $26,000 and you'd now have $376,000 worth in Bitcoin. And this doesn't even include if you had done a lump sum purchase to get started. If you're interested, go sign up. And if you are a high net worth investor or a business looking to stack larger amounts of Bitcoin, but you would like some more handholding, you'd like a dedicated Bitcoin expert to be available for calls, go to swanprivate.com and complete the form. Lend at HodlHodl is a peer-to-peer Bitcoin-backed lending platform where you can lend or borrow stablecoins globally and anonymously using Bitcoin as collateral. With Lend at HodlHodl, you don't have to now sell your Bitcoin, you can get some stable coins and get some short-term liquidity. So you can put your Bitcoins up as collateral, control that using one out of three keys in the escrow throughout this whole deal. And on the other hand, if you have stable coins, such as USDT, you can earn some extra interest. You can lend them out and define the terms and the APR for their deals. So you can go and sign up. The website is lend.hodlhodl.com. That's lend.hodlhodl.com. Are you interested in Bitcoin mining, but you're not sure where to start? CompassMining.io are offering all sorts of ways you can do this. You can go to the website, you can select an ASIC machine, have that shipped to a hosting facility and have it come online where you pay the hosting and you will receive sats. You join a mining pool and you're receiving sats. There's also other ways to get involved. You can actually do compass mining at home. If you're in the US, you can have that machine shipped to you. Also, Compass Mining have all sorts of content and material to help you get started. They've got podcasts and also a newsletter. So go and check them out. The website is compassmining.io. On to the show. Stephen and Patrick, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. Great to be on, Stefan. Thank you. Yeah, so this is really cool to see a baseball team going full Bitcoin. Let's Let's hear it. So um, let's hear a little bit about you guys uh, and, you know, where you're coming from. And, uh, yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourselves. Oh, well, yeah, the, the Perth Heat uh, baseball team are Australia's most storied baseball organisation. Um, there's been 10 players that have played for the Heat that have gone on to play in the MLB. Uh, you know, a couple of those uh, of, of note being you know, Graham Lloyd, who won the World Series with the Yankees back in 86 and 88. Um, and also you now we've got Liam Hendricks uh, with the Chicago White Sox right now who uh, – was just uh, named reliever of the year. So, uh, yeah, really powerful baseball organisation, 15 championships, you know, the number one team in the country, and now ready to you know, revolutionise sport with what we're doing by operating on a Bitcoin standard. Um, you know, we, we realise this is the future of sport and we're, we're so excited by uh, the announcement of uh, what we're going to do moving forward. That's awesome. Uh, and Patrick, tell us a little bit about how you got involved with Perth Heat. Yeah, I mean, I am a, I am a Bitcoin pleb through and through, and... Uh, like I think will happen. I think we're going to start to see uh, versions of myself, if we haven't already, start to pop up more and more where uh, Bitcoin has been really good to me 
from a financial point of view. And it has allowed me to free up my energy to uh, sort of pick my head up from the sand and say, where can I be most beneficial? Where can I be most useful? Where can I get the most leverage out of the information that I have been lucky enough to acquire from people like yourself uh, or others out there in the educating space to really move the needle? And, and that's how I got involved with the Perth Heat, just the process of you know, you, you can only be so long in the Bitcoin space before you start to think of yourself as a bit of a, an orange pill expert. You know, you get better and better as time goes on and you start practicing your skills and sort of drawing on where people get sucked in and what people latch on to. And that was my experience, basically having conversations with Steve um, early or sorry, late in 2019, just sort of uh, dropping little hints with, you know, this, this might be a thing um, just at, on an individual level. Uh, and then that starts to trickle through and then uh, Steve starts to notice, okay, well, this is actually, this makes a lot of sense. You know, this, this, this is the way that it should work. And then wait a second, you know, if it, if it works on an individual level, um, and Steve is in charge of an organization, which is, you know, just a group of individuals who are channeling their energy at a very common or at a very specific goal. Um, why wouldn't it be better for an organization? And that's really how this whole process got started. And, you know, fast forward 18 months and uh, here we are talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. So what were some of the early conversations like? Uh, was it for you? I guess, it, as you were saying, you get orange pilled yourself, yep. and then you then try to now uh, orange pill the organization. Yes. What was that process like? Yeah, well, it's the same the thing. Initial resistance. Yeah. I guess the initial resistance. Luckily enough, by the time that you know the orange pill process had started for Steve, I had had enough practice, and really, to be honest, the the thing that no one really talks about is just how much uh, improvement we have seen in the, the level of knowledge, like the baseline level of just your average no-coiner, right? Like the, the yeah. they are so much better educated because it's, it's, it's now, it's not just a thing for criminals. It's not just the, the, the Mount Gox thing. It's not the Silk Road thing. Um, people are starting to realize. So the, so the baseline is, is better. Um, and from there, the, the main problem when you're orange pilling people, right? At least that what I find is you're not just describing the benefits of the Bitcoin yeah. uh, network. You have to start even earlier than that, right? Because no one, 99% of the population have no idea what money is as zero. They don't have it. They've never thought about it. Uh, they've never considered it. It's just a system that they're born into that seems to be working for all they know. You know, you go to work, you feel like you can attain some things and some things are out of reach, but they never question why. So really you have to start at that base level of what is money in a real quick yeah. and easy way to do it. And people like, you know, again, the more conversations that happen, the more the ideas start to crystallize and they start to form. Um, even in a group setting like Bitcoiners are now better at explaining these things because of people like uh, Parker Lewis, because yeah. of people like Michael Saylor, where uh, what is money? Well, money money's two things, right? It's a representation of energy, more more, more specific, like yeah. accessible energy. And then you go the Parker Lewis route of, well, how are we going to describe this from first principles? It's a tool and a tool is a technology that can be improved. And once people start to understand that and they see it and you say, well, you know, Bitcoin is the next yeah. iteration, right? The invention of Bitcoin, the discovery of digital of absolute scarcity leads to these all of these efficiency improvements, which allows us to then control more energy, to harness more energy. And so you start to lead them down the path and you start to show, well, these are some of the efficiencies, right? Like just imagine if I can give you value, right? If I can hand you energy um, digitally and <laughs> there's nobody in between us, just that one little savings times that by all the people on the earth. And you can imagine if everyone's life is improved by having access to more energy, um, we just saved, we just unlocked what was previously required, like you had to do it the old way. Like for Steve, I'm sure we're gonna get into one of the main things with the heat is that they have international players come in um, and they need to be paid. And the first yeah. five days that they're on the ground here, when for an organization, what they're after is we need to get them up to speed with playing baseball, with being part of the team. We don't want them to spend 
five days in a bank because they forgot a piece of paper. Now they have to communicate with another country. It takes time and energy, right? Back to the energy thing, away from what we're, yeah. what we are paying them to do, <laughs> which is to go out there and play baseball and to do a really good job. And that's why, you know, it's exciting to be sitting here with you because over the last 24 hours, I imagine it's been significantly worse for Steve, uh, doing all of the media with the, the, you know, the legacy system, the fiat world, if you will, uh, versus yourself who, who know all these things and everybody listening, you have all these ideas in your mind. Like we can finally yeah. get to the next level in this conversation of like, what does this actually mean when Steve and I say, this is going to change sports? What does that actually mean? Versus, you know, the questions are, what's Bitcoin? <laughs> what do we do about Bitcoin? Like how, or how are players going to get paid? Yeah. Like we can hopefully in this conversation, we can get to that next level, but it's just about identifying efficiencies. People start to latch on and then they start to figure out, wait, wait a second, this actually works, you know? And that's, that's yeah. been the biggest step. And that was the biggest thing for Orange Pilling Steve and then the organization, which he's done a great job at. For sure. And Steve, let's hear from your perspective. What was it like? What were some of your initial reactions to what Patrick was telling you? Oh, I, I was intrigued, uh, and, and, with, and with every conversation, I wanted to learn more um, and more and more. But it got to a point where, um, you know, learning is great, and um, is but we had to, you know, we had to take the next step, and we could continue to learn, which we're all learning uh, daily, uh, weekly, in regards to, uh, you know, the, the future. Um, but we wanted to make sure that we weren't left at the train station while we're learning. We also want to demonstrate the benefits of operating on a Bitcoin standard. Um, you know, already if, if we look at, you know, the energy that's been created over the past 24 hours, it's so exciting. Um, and over that process, as we continue to do media interviews, you know, with, um, and podcasts with yourself and others, you know, within, within Australia and around the world, uh, we can already see how we're joining dots of people and we're educating um, and they're understanding how operating on a Bitcoin standard, you know, is the way forward. Um, it's it's yeah. been, you know, so encouraging to see. Um, and as you're having conversations with people, you, you can you can almost see you know, the Bitcoin drop. Uh, they go, right, okay, that's how the process is. It's actually not that complicated. It's actually the reverse. It's, yes, that's the way we should be operating. And I'm so yeah. glad you've been able to explain it for us. And almost we're so happy that you've decided to take this step because, funnily enough, a lot of people have been thinking about it, but they haven't had the courage to take that next step. Right. And for you guys, it was important to be first, right? Oh, <laughs> we, we, want, we want to be pioneers. We're a progressive sports organization. Um, you know, I'm always thinking about how can I better the organization? What is the next step in the process of the Perth Heat to make us better on and off the field? And for me, it became so obvious that operating on a Bitcoin standard was the only way forward. And ever since the announcement yesterday, it's like, yes, let's go. Let's bring others along on our journey. Now, we can't wait for the avalanche of the teams that are going to come behind us. And we want more and more and more to join us because the more teams that are operating on a Bitcoin standard, the better it's going to be for Perth and the better it's going to be for the Bitcoin community and the better it's going to be for the globe. Yeah. And as you mentioned, the Bitcoin standard, uh, the book by Safetyn, my friend, uh, have you, uh, I, you know, you're mentioning that, like, was that part, obviously, that must have been part of your journey uh, for both of you, right? Part of the process, it's, it's, it's it, like I said before, with that, with each step in the level of education that is out there, it makes it significantly easier. Like that is part of, you know, I've got the whole document down of this is your first, basically, this is your first 100 hours in Bitcoin. And it's like, <laughs> that is part of that, because it makes the conversation to the realization that wait a second, not only is this possible, but it makes sense. And it, 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 it fills a hole, like often, like, like uh, Steve said before, when we're having these conversations with people that are even outside the system, and they felt like, you know, there's something 
missing or there's something just not right and they've been looking for a solution. They've been looking for a reason to feel engaged in the people around them, in the world around them and feel like they're participating and doing good. And you just start that path, you know, again, with something like the Bitcoin standard where it's like it makes so much sense and it's so, uh, you know, it's so easy to see in its thinking. You're like, well, yeah. I mean, how can you argue? It's very difficult to argue with that. Uh, and the, the book has certainly been um, helpful in that process. So, yeah, it's, it's getting easier and easier. Fantastic. And so, in your own words, what are some of the benefits for the team of being on a Bitcoin standard? There's endless benefits. And, 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 and we're only just scratching the surface, really. But you know, if, if, if I revert back to what Patrick um, you know, mentioned earlier, when we get our, our imports that come in, um, you know, from the US and, and, and around the world. Um, you know, we're blessed that we've got an incredible uh, partnership with the Tampa Bay Rays. But that legacy system and setting up those bank accounts is just a nightmare. You know, we have players that turn up. First, they need to find a bank. Uh, you know, they, they seem to be closing down daily. So they walk around, you know, downtown to try and find one that's open. They eventually are requested for paperwork. Paperwork they may not have because suddenly they need a birth certificate, the original. So they've got to come back to their apartment. They've got to then reach out to their folks back home in the US. They've got to get something sent over or find something the equivalent. They go back to the uh, bank the next day. They set up the account. It then takes, you know, the best part of a week for it to be processed and approved. And then both feet need to pay them. But that payment process can take another four days. So the best part of two weeks, they haven't received any payment and they're eating crackers. I want these baseballers paid immediately and I want them on the baseball field. I don't want them running bank errands. And then on the flip side, when they leave Australia, they've got to take every single cent out of that bank account because they can't leave it in an account here. Otherwise, they can't, be, they can't access it when they head back to the United States. We're trying to win championships. I don't want them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> asking to take out the last dollar. It's just crazy. Like, this is 2021. And we're still operating like that. Like, spare me, please. Come on. Now, there's one. and I need my players on, on the field, not in banks. And I can have all this yeah. set up even before they leave. Yeah? Yeah. Um, our whole organization has been so, so supportive of, of us operating on a Bitcoin standard. It's like a lot of the questions have been um, in Australia over the past 24 hours about the payment and getting paid in Bitcoin and how it works. And, you know, the players are all in you know, and, and have been so supportive and excited about the process. But today I've had a, a message from my GM of baseball operations. We've now had a player who's requested five years of salary be paid up front with Bitcoin and, <laughs> and he doesn't want any additional payment at the end of that term. So he would like it up front today, today's value. Trying to get ahead of that curve. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, yeah. So I'm curious then as well. I, so, of course, uh, I'm all about Bitcoin myself, personally, but of course, uh, I can understand it. Maybe was there any hesitation on the part of the players, or were they saying, "Oh, I don't, I've never used this before"? Was was it was there anything like that, or were they all just, yeah, fully on, fully on board? No, well, having having a chief Bitcoin officer, and I, I encourage every sports team around the world to hire one. Uh, I'll just make note: Patrick is unavailable, long-term <laughs> contractor to the first league. So anyone out there in MLB, NBA, NFL, uh, sorry, Patrick's contracted. But uh, look, his understanding, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a fair bit behind Patrick in the journey, um, hence uh, the importance of bringing Patrick on board and um, giving him this important role within the organisation, which right now I think is the most important role, uh, having our CBO um, and educating us. So having Patrick uh, guide the players and staff through the process and 
demonstrating the benefits and how this will work has been crucial. Uh, without Patrick, it hasn't been able to work. So um, because I'm very much still learning so much about Bitcoin you know, every day. So have the players been responsive? They've been outstanding. But then today, to have one of the players reach out to our GM of op- operations and ask for five years of salary in Bitcoin um, as quickly as possible, I, I, I think we've advanced pretty quickly already, which is great. And we, and we want to continue to do that. Um, we want to be innovative and we want our players uh, to understand the benefits of operating on a Bitcoin standard. So Patrick, as the chief Bitcoin officer, I'm sure people are thinking, what the hell is a chief Bitcoin officer? What What is that role? Right? Tell us, what is that? What is a chief? Who is, what, what is the role of a chief Bitcoin officer? Yeah, I mean, it, it is sort of being created as we go, as you can imagine. Uh, I haven't heard of it before, but it makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, Michael Saylor wrote the playbook on how to do it at a corporate level right, which is huge. You have access to public markets. You have a team of lawyers behind you. You have engineers that work at your company. You've got lots of resources and rightfully so, right? It's a big company. Um, They've got a lot of energy to push around. It makes sense. He wrote the playbook on how to do it there. Uh, But there is, as Steve said, there is a tsunami of small organizations like ours, right? Under 100 employees, under 50 employees, where we don't have those resources or they don't have those resources. So then it becomes about, okay, I've heard about this thing. It makes perfect sense. You see it working with MicroStrategy. You see it working with other companies. How do we get involved in that? And, and much like you yourself, Stefan, has done in the past, it's like you have to, you have to offer opportunities to educate people the, the, the best of your ability, right? The things that we have learned from the space, uh, that is what this entire transition process has been about educating and trying to help and push down the right path and try and steer people to, uh, you know, these are the ideas. This is what has worked in the past. This is the options that are available to us. Because as you know, this space is changing so quickly the infrastructure behind the scenes really for the perth heat you know the number go up technology is important that investment the lowering of the time preference is really important but it's actually the network that is achieving all of these efficiencies which is why it makes sense uh for the heat to go on and and early on it became those conversations after you know the initial well this is makes a lot of sense and there's a lot of efficiencies we can find in this and there's a lot of ways we can leverage this to become a better team both on and off the field you know every single meeting that we had with steve and the leadership team was uh their job is to make the happiest, healthiest, wealthiest organization that you possibly can. And how do you do that? Well, Bitcoin can help you in all of those aspects. It can make you better than the legacy system. Well, if that's the case, how do we plug into that? And then my job becomes, okay, well, well, what does that actually look like? You know, do we, uh, do we become completely self-sovereign as a company? Is that the easiest way forward? Um, and then what is the trade-off between ease? Like we can jump on right now. We can take payments right now, which I'm sure Steve is going to get into about all the um, the interest in the merchandise from around the world of people looking for caps, looking for the jerseys that have Bitcoin on them, all, all of this stuff that has been made possible because of the infrastructure that has been built around, you know, using partnerships like uh, OpenNode, where we could have gone down our own path, but it's like... Uh, do we jump on the train right now? And do we learn as we go? Do we get involved as quick as we can? Because like you said, it's important to be first, right? That's the, to the victor goes the spoils of being first and going, we're going all in, right? The writing is on the wall. Uh, if you can't recognize it, like there's there's thousands of hours of back podcasts where we can talk about the benefits of uh, Bitcoin to an individual. It's like, no, this is the next level. This is where, this is what the Bitcoin community, at least myself, when I think of myself as a Bitcoin pleb, it's like, what what would I like to see happen in the business world for this to gain traction? And for the efficiencies to actually start paying off and to pay back the community like this is this is that next step. And how do we get on board as quick as we can? So my job is just communicating with the companies that we've partnered up with to make sure that everyone understands to educate the, like with the players, with the staff members, uh, giving them the opportunity and the option to learn. This is what Bitcoin is. This is how it can help. Uh, these are the, some of the ways that you can interact with it. And like I said, it's become so much easier. You know, I, I often use the analogy 
where it's like selling someone, if you can imagine uh, in today's modern age, someone had never seen a car before, right? And you're selling them on the idea of a car. And it used to be in 2016 and 2017, it used to be um, the person would have to go to the car dealership and rather than seeing a fully built car, you would just have all the parts laid out and you would be like, that's the engine. You know, it goes, it drives the thing and it moves the shaft and then the wheels move and the wheels are over there and they're made of rubber because that's important. Whereas today, all of those components have come together. You don't have to talk about, well, in the future, it's going to be able to do this. Or in the future, like when you put it all together, it's going to go like this. Now, you just, you take a person for a test drive because you see the smile on their face when you're doing burnouts in the parking lot. It's like, this is a car. <laughs> this is why it's good. It's not that complicated, you know? And as long as the thing works, which it does now, it just works, you plug it in. The, the easiest part, and uh, I, I'm sure Steve can attest to this, right? Like going through the process, going through the due diligence of like, this is possible. These are all of the things that this can solve for us. Uh, these are all the companies that we have to partner up to make this a possibility. That was the hard part. The easy part was just plugging into the system. That's all we did. <laughs> you know, you just hook up like you're signing up for an email account and we're in. We're the first team ever to do it. We're operating on Bitcoin standard now, taking payments, Bitcoin now, taking sponsorship in Bitcoin now, holding that Bitcoin in sponsorship, right? Holding that sponsored Bitcoin for the duration of the existence of the organization, right? And I'm sure we'll get into more of what that actually means, but that is the, the role of the Bitcoin officer from now on is yes, educating, but really it's going to the board meetings once a month uh, from a financial point of view and saying, what's our strategy? It's to hold, it's to huddle forever. The same as Michael Saylor, right? I mean, why, why break Why break it? That's the idea. Like, has the, uh, has the investment thesis changed this month? No, that's my job. I go home, right? Huddle, don't sell. <laughs> that's it. That's how we win. Yeah, excellent. And so I'm... Obviously, I'm uh, you know I'm very much pro hodl myself, but I can imagine people might be thinking, oh, but but what about volatility? If things are priced in Bitcoin, how how, do, how are we dealing with that? What's your thought on that? And for the volatility in terms of uh, like payment for players or the volatility for yeah. merchandise and things like that. Yeah, so let's say payment for players, like uh, were they comfortable with Bitcoin denomination? Uh, well, they're, they're comfortable with the idea that all of the contracts up into this point have been in Australian dollars, and we're happy to honor uh, that going forward, right? You're, you, you are correct that the volatility at the, at the moment doesn't make for the best uh, unit of account, right? Uh, it's an emerging asset. You know this. I'm preaching to the choir here. So the idea that, you, that the contracts will be nom denominated in Bitcoin, we will get there one day, right? That's, that's, a, that's a matter of fact. If the trend continues, the volatility has been up and to the right. Like if you zoom out, the graph is up and to the right. So do we want to go up and to the right with the organization? The answer is yes. <laughs> so let's let's tap into that and let's use it uh, for the moment. Now, giving them the option with uh, providers like OpenNode, uh, those give them the option, like say, of course, uh, our players, um, the local ones and the international ones, they're going to have bills to pay. They're going to have things that they need to transact with regularly. Right now in Australia, much like the rest of the world, the way that uh, Bitcoin is taxed is not the most efficient for spending on a day-to-day -day basis for these things. So they can take a portion of their salary in Bitcoin. They can take a portion of it in any fiat that they choose that OpenNode um, allows for. Um, and that is a whole host of currencies. Uh, we're giving them the freedom. But the important part and the difference that the Perth Heat is making is, you know, you, you, you hear players like Aaron Rodgers. You hear players like uh, Saquon Barkley or Russell Okong. Like these guys, they're, they're leading the charge in taking portions of their salary in Bitcoin. Uh, this is different because this is coming from the top down. Like this is saying, we're giving you Bitcoin. From there, you can do whatever you want with it. Like you can, you, if you want to change it out, you can change it out. If you do nothing, if you do the default, which is what we are suggesting that you do, because we want you to be as successful as you possibly can, right? We're, the default is Bitcoin. <laughs> so do extra work if you want to get Australian dollars uh, or if you want to get US dollars. You, you can do that work um, and we'll help you there. Uh, but we're going to try and educate you to make you as strong and as functional and as um, efficient in both the team and in your life so that you perform better both on and off the field. And I think that's the real goal.
Yeah, it's going to cause change. And I think this is something many Bitcoin holders see in themselves. They start to think more about the long term. So it might be an interesting behavioral shift that we see amongst the players, amongst employees, amongst yourselves as you progress down this pathway, wouldn't you think? I, I think might be is the wrong word. I think, uh, and Steve can speak to this, but inside the organization, I think we've already seen it uh, in the players, in the people, in the staff at the organization. Yeah, I don't think you can hide that. Yeah. Steve, do you have anything to add? Well, to have everyone 100% on board, is it, it, it shows uh, yeah, where the mindset is um, of, of our organization, our staff, our players. Um, there has been no fight back at all. And yeah, you know, that's that's partly due to the exceptional education that, that Patrick's provided. Um, but I think they also are bright individuals who have, who are seeing what what's happening around the world and you know, and the benefits of of, uh, of hodling and, and and being involved with Bitcoin. So yeah, as Pat said, not might. I think uh, yeah. yeah, we've seen. That's that's excellent to hear. And I'm curious, as many people, when you come into Bitcoin, there are certain moments that are. Maybe we can call them magical moments, right? The first time you ever send your Bitcoin transaction, the first time you ever recover a hardware wallet, or the first time you ever send your Lightning transactions, especially a Lightning transaction in person. So what what has that been like uh, teaching the players and the staff? What kind of moments have they had when you, know, when they, when you see it click for them? I, I think the biggest one, like you say, and which, which brings us back to that analogy of test driving a car. You know, when you, fir- when you first hit the accelerator and you feel that rush, that is showing the transaction between one wallet to the next and explaining that there is no one in between. There's nothing that can stop that. Um, and that that is, it's a mind-blowing experience, right? If you, if you frame it before it happens, uh, it's a beautiful thing to see. And you see people start to put two and two together. Of like, okay, well, what does then this actually mean for the future of things? Like we just eliminated what was required before is now not required. And what can we do with that extra energy what can what can i do uh with that time that i now have or that that ability that i now have how can i tap into that and make it better and really that's the thing that that getting involved in the bitcoin ecosystem uh, allows people to do is it it, it reevaluates everything that you knew uh, about how you are operating in society at large uh, but also in your own life right the, that shifting of time preferences and the, the big thing is like that that's an immediate easy win every single time it's like there's no one that can stop that there's no one that's in between us uh, we just sent it uh, and uh, nobody can trace or track or, or be there or stop it or do anything with it and you know you just see the players and the staff just light up when it happens i think i'm going to reference two to- totally different things aside from patrick one of one of the very very cool things happened on the weekend uh with, with, with my little son georgie who's about to turn three years old and he found a coin outside in the yard and he picked it up and said daddy i've got a bitcoin <laughs> and yeah to start the education process on a three-year-old um yeah I, I, I was pretty chuffed by that. And then I, I think for me personally, tomorrow is going to be a significant day. Um, you know, this announcement's been timed you know, this, this week to, uh, to coincide with our, with our pay cycle and, and salaries are paid out tomorrow. Um, so for me, as the chief executive of the, of the Perth Heat and Baseball uh, Club to get my first paycheck paid out in Bitcoin um, is going to be in, in, in incredibly humbling um, and, and a day I'm really proud of. Um, and I can't wait then to see yeah, uh, for the you know, chief executives around the world, I mean, in all industries, uh, proudly display that paycheck tomorrow, uh, or you know, when they receive it. So, yeah, I'm counting down the hours till uh, yeah, that uh, that payments made tomorrow to see that go through, and uh, yeah, that 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 journey to start. Yeah, and so, what has it been like? Are other players and the staff are they all comfortable with Bitcoin wallets? Are they going to basically receive an automatic payout? What's the uh, what's the way it's being executed there? 
Yeah, I think they will continue to evolve as they see the process now uh, map out and and how efficient it is, how clean it is. Um, so obviously we've spoken about it and they understand it, but unless you've had those transactions it, it, and everyone's uh, position is a little bit different, um, will be it. So we've, we've had a really good, uh, I, I guess, breakup or split um, of you know, uh, where, where the staff and players are in terms of you know, how many would like to hodl, how many would like to take out part payments, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, in Perth in Australia, there's you know, there's not too many uh, places that you can actually purchase or make payments with, with Bitcoin at the moment. Um, we hope with what we're doing will you know, we'll certainly speed up that process and that will give them more flexibility moving forward as to how they can use their Bitcoin or if you know, they don't, they you know, would just like to hodl it. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a pretty uh, pretty even, I, I guess, spread across the board in, in terms of uh, yeah, what, what they'll do. Yeah. And I mean, even in that case, there are the likes of BitRefill, right? The companies that you can sell vouchers and there's all these other Australian uh, companies who you can sort of go via the likes of BitRefill as a as an in-between. So that's that's one idea as well, or one, one thing that they can use. Uh, and also, you've changed the whole designs for everything, right? The merchandise, the jerseys, and everything. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's pretty simple. This is not a piecemeal announcement. Now, Perth Heat are all in. Um, and for us to be all in, uh, that, that's across the board. Uh, so we've redesigned our logos. Um, we've redesigned our jerseys, we've redesigned our caps. Um, it's important that we are recognised as the Bitcoin baseball team. You know, we're here to demonstrate to the world the benefits of, of operating on a Bitcoin standard. And what's the best way to do it? Well, to fully embrace the community uh, because that's what we'd like to do. Um, and we've been you know, so thankful for the response over the past 24 hours. Yeah, we haven't released the merchandise. We'll be doing that in the next 24 hours. Yeah, it's really nice. We've had a couple of people find, find some links to the uh, to the online store, and we've already had some purchases, um, you know, from the United States and also one from Europe. Uh, but that's awfully exciting to to show, you know, the very first yeah Bitcoin baseball jersey, which has been designed by New Balance. Um, you know, our hats, which have been designed by Dome Headwear. So yeah, we'll continue to em- embrace Bitcoin with everything we do. Uh, the next part of that is pairing up with like-minded companies who are also operating on a Bitcoin standard, and moving forward, our partnerships and sponsorships are now paid in Bitcoin. This yeah. is the way that we are operating. Uh, this is not just a patch on our jersey uh, with a partnership or this is not just one player. This is Perth Eight saying we are boom, all in, we are ready. And, yeah, I, I love the design of the jerseys. So really excited to be able to share those uh, with the community uh, very, very, very soon. Back to the show in a moment. If you're getting involved with Bitcoin mining, you've got to check out Brains. That's Brains with two eyes, Brains.com. Brains are a Bitcoin company and they are known for being unique and cutting edge in the mining industry. They were first to support Taproot. They're a through and through hardcore Bitcoiner company. You've got to check them out. They've got Brains OS Plus, which is firmware for ASICs. They've got Slush Pool. They were the first Bitcoin mining pool. And they are the co-creators of Stratum V2, which is a next generation pooled mining protocol. So they are growing quickly in their hiring as well. So if you are a Rust developer, systems programmer, or hardware architect, go and check out their careers page on the website. Now, they are also the operators of Slushpool, the oldest Bitcoin mining pool since 2010. They've mined 1.25 million Bitcoin and they are working on all sorts of improvements like ultra-flexible payouts, mining reward splitting for automatically distributing rewards to multiple wallets, and you can also pay 0% pool fees if you're running Brains OS Plus and pointing your hash rate to Slushpool. 
Are you looking to upgrade your Bitcoin security with multi-signature? Unchained Capital can help you here. You can create a vault. You hold two keys, they hold one. And you can split up those keys and of course keep metal backups for each of those. And this really helps you remove single points of failure. So if you've been wondering about time to upgrade well unchained capital can help you they can help you do this even if you've never held your private keys before this is all about removing single points of failure so if you've got your two hardware walls you can bring your own or you can use the concierge onboarding program and have the option where they ship you to hardware wallets and do a call with you to get you set up so go to unchained.com and select the concierge onboarding program use the code lavera to get a discount there also, if you need to unlock some of the fiat value of your Bitcoin, they offer loans. So it's a really easy and convenient way to do this without incurring a capital gains event. If you're looking to use a hardware wallet, my favorite is the cold card. You can get this at coinkite.com. And Coinkite have been around Bitcoin space for a while, but they in recent years have been focusing on hardware security. And so with the cold card, you can use it in an air-gapped way, getting an SD card. Or if you're new, you can also just directly plug your cold card to your computer. If you're new, this might be an easy way to get started. And you can use this with desktop wallets like Spectre Desktop or Sparrow or Electrum. CoinKite also offer metal seed backup products such as the seed plate. You can go to coinkite.com and use the code Lavera to get a discount on your cold card. And note, there's also a bunch of guides and ways to quickly get started with your cold card over on the website, coinkite.com. Back to the show. Fantastic. And I obviously, you must be also using OpenNode there on uh, to take payment uh, as well so people can make lightning payments and that's that's something as well because sometimes if you're if you're a new merchant sometimes they might not have lightning yet but in this case it's like straight away and so especially for you know smaller value items it's it's really handy to have lightning there so any customer can very quickly and easily uh, get that uh, merchandise also and I, I presume as well um, you, you are also thinking about it from a tickets point of view also yeah, absolutely. So we've got a movie night uh, here at the ballpark on the 4th of December. It's the Sandlot, um, and you can go online and you can purchase with Bitcoin. Uh, we've also launched a Bitcoin membership, which will be online uh, later today as well. So, yeah, it's not just the merchandise, it's memberships, it's ticketing, and we'll have all ballpark concessions when the venue is open for games. Uh, ab- absolutely. With anything that we can offer our fans, our members, you know, to purchase with Bitcoin, that will be here at the ballpark or you know, throughout, throughout our operations. So, yeah, it's, it's great that we can uh, offer a membership now. Uh, it's great that we've got you know, an event in two weeks. Yeah, uh, Fans can purchase tickets with, with Bitcoin. Um, and obviously the merchandise is, uh, is, is really cool as well. Yeah. What's the response been, and I presume out of your current fans, and I'm sure you'll probably have a lot of Bitcoiners who are going to become fans. So what's the response been out of the current fans? Awesome. Uh, it's it's overwhelming in a lot of ways. Um, and in some ways, you're always nervous about yeah, uh, how, how will this be received. But um, yeah, from what I've noticed, it's it's almost been a relief on on, on people that have potentially been in investigating or learning about Bitcoin um, and and wondering is the time now that we you know, purchase our first portion on yeah, and, and what is the next step for us? But to see a company you know, of the size of Perth who are fully invested in operating. Uh, on a Bitcoin standard, they're like, yes, thank you so much for leading us and putting all this together for us now. We're so grateful that a company has said, yes, we're in, because we've probably been waiting for someone in this space to go, oh, oh should we, should we, oh, Perth, yes, okay, this is the way forward. 
Um, and, and that's what I've noticed um, you know, with everyone I've chatted to and reading the comments um, across the board has been, thank you for leading the way. We're now more comfortable and we're ready to take the step ourselves. So, yeah, it's, it's been wonderful to see. And as the first sports team to do this fully, I guess that's, that's also going to put you on the map and hopefully uh, win you some new fans. And then that means uh, you'll have a whole new base of uh, people who are you know, buying merchandise, buying tickets and things like that. Uh, maybe if you could just give us a sense of like how many people sort of turn up to an av- like an average game or just give us a sense of where things are at now and uh, where things might go. Yeah, well, look, we, we, we always think global in terms of you know, wanting to build our brand um, and, and we fully recognise with the announcement that this will assist us with building our presence um, you know, in, in different markets. Um, yeah, we'd like to take, take the team around the world um, and there's, there's no limitations on what we'd like to do you know, as the Bitcoin baseball team. Let's bring, it, let, let's bring Perth heat to the United States. Let's bring it to Asia. Let's go to Europe. There's, you know, there's plenty of leagues throughout there. There's no reason why we can't tour worldwide. Um, you know, for, for a series you know, here in Perth, our, our attendances are somewhere around the seven, 8,000 mark over a weekend. But again, I, I think that's going to explode with, with what we do now. Um, and you know, I'm really excited you know, in the efficiencies that you know, the company will now have, which will allow us to invest in, in, in the game day experience and bringing more to the fans of Perth. You know? So, yeah, th- this is really only just the start of what uh, I think we can do globally. Um, and, and, and that's the exciting part is we've, we've seen the reaction in 24 hours and it's, okay, wow, what's next? And how can we bring others on the journey with us? Because it's fantastic for us to be the pioneers but we want everyone else to join us. This, this is not just about Perth. This is about bringing everyone else onto the same Bitcoin standard as us and us as a community reaping benefits of uh, of operating on that standard. Yeah, and, and to, to, to add to that, just about the, the bit about the, you know, in speaking with the fans, the existing fan base that has come up, uh, one of the things that we have continued to harp on as people are more and more interested in the process of how this actually goes down is just the, 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 the shoulders of the giants that we are standing on. Like we are not coding this thing up to make it all work. We're not, um, we're not doing anything. I mean, we plug in. That's as easy as it is now. <laughs> so we, we, are, we are basically, you know, in, in those conversations with Steve, it's like one of the, the main benefits of doing this is all of a sudden now, as a CEO, Steve has just hired yourself, Stefan. He's hired uh, Jack Mullers. He's hired uh, Pomp. He's hired Michael Saylor. Uh, everyone now uh, is essentially improving the baseline of what we are operating on as the as the Perth Heat, like everyone is in the system, we get access to all of those individuals. We're not, and our our message to the fans and to every other company that has reached out, you know, in this process, um, working with the different partners that we have, you know, word gets out of this is what's happening, and you start to talk to a few other um, organizations like ourselves, and they start to get whispers of these things. Um, and the the thing that we have been passing on is that this is as easy as you can possibly make it. Like there is the hard work is being done by all of these people around the world that we will never meet. And we get to tap into all of that doing nothing. We are just benefiting from the system that everyone else is doing. So that allows us to then go, well, okay, if everyone else is taking care of those things, right? You're taking care of the education process. Uh, Other people, Bitcoin core developers, they're taking care of that. Uh, Other people are doing other things. What can we do? Which is we can do sports, right? Well, what sports does value, well, like what value does sports actually bring to the network? And that's the next level. Like people realizing, wait a sec, this infects every single area of society, right? Why are professional sports run the way that they are? Like that's a huge topic that is completely ignored and it's all based off of the money, right? Everything comes comes back to the fiat system. It, it permeates into everything. And that's why not only is this going to change for Perth Heat, which is important, right? It's huge as an organization to be able to, to use this leverage, but the sporting world will never be the same, right? And it's not just because of us. It's not just because, okay, 
you know, some uh, team in Perth uh, decided to go on the Bitcoin standard. That's great. This is us. There's a tsunami of organizations behind us because it will change the way that individuals, uh, what they want to get out of sports, right? Why do professional sports exist in the first place? Like, what is the utility that they have, that they provide to the system? What is it? Nobody ever goes that far because you can't, <laughs> because you get stuck in the process of, well, how do we make money for next season? How do we get sponsors for next season? Uh, how do the players, how do they get paid for next season? I need all my money now because I, I you know, who knows what, what might happen? And the fans, the exact same thing. They're just used to seeing um, a watered down version of why sports exist in the first place, especially professional sports, right? Um, and we are aiming to change that. Uh, but the whole goal this entire time with the fans has been, and the fans and the companies alike, has been this is a, an easy process. We are tapping in to all the hard work that has done been done before us. And as someone like myself, just a pleb looking to say like, well, what would I want to see uh, in a company? What would I want them to do? Yeah, I'd like them to pay players. You know, that would be really nice. That would be special. Um, I'd like them to pay staff. Uh, I'd like them to, yeah, let me buy stuff with Bitcoin. I'd like them to hold Bitcoin on the balance sheet. I'd like them to go, as Steve said, I don't want someone, uh, you know, pussyfooting around. I want someone to go all in. Let's see. This is it. This is the experiment. Does it work? If this works, we win in a huge way. <laughs> you know, it's not like, this is not like a, uh, well, we get 10% more efficiency. No, the salary that Steve is paying out this year to the players, um, that will be the equivalent to what the New York Yankees will pay in 2035, right? Like we, it, the leverage that you were able to gain from the system, uh, no one is bullish enough. It's, it's not possible to, to be bullish enough. <laughs> Right. And so, Patrick, I mean, that's a great topic as well in terms of changing sport. If you had any predictions about this, in what way do you think Bitcoin will change sports? Uh, every aspect, every aspect of sport, when it trickles through to the players, as, as you start to see, and probably the, the biggest idea um, is just that shift in time preference, right? As an organization, a shift in time preference, right? We're able to build for the future. If so much time is dedicated to things that mean absolutely nothing to the end product, right? So much time, like Steve mentioned, the players going and having to do all this bank stuff. It's like, no, their utility in society is to get better at playing baseball. And you say, well, okay, well, what sense does that make? How does that actually help? Um, you know, if you understand what money is, if you understand that money is energy um, and that it is a tool for exchanging energy, um, we need to come up with ways to be more efficient. We need to innovate to be more efficient. Well, how does baseball fit into that? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense at first until you realize that the whole benefit of professional sports is that it is there to teach and to inspire the community around them to show off what hard work looks like, what perseverance looks like, what overcoming difficulty, everything that is um, not high time preference, everything that is low time preference. You have to practice to be the best right? That's hard to see over a lifespan of an individual. But if you go to a game and you see it in three hours and you follow along with a season that takes 12 weeks and you start to see, oh, they got knocked down there. They came back. That inspires everyone in the crowd. It teaches them a lesson that they can then go out and use that information to say, oh, now I can unlock more energy in my own job, right? I can do my best. I can try a little bit harder. I can do these things. I don't have to worry about, you know, when the guy hits a home run, he throws the bat in the air and he's shouting and chanting. And, you know, this is all me. Look at me. Give me more fiat. Give me more money as quick as you can. It's not about that. It's about the main goal for professional sports is inspiring people to do better, to, to, to take the community and make them do better, right? Inspire them to do better because then that provides value and it provides utility because you are giving them a show of what life is like in a three hour time span. And that is worth something. And that we've gotten away from that, right? It's become, it's become uh, entertainment. And yes, it is entertaining to watch along with the game, but there is deeper purposes behind why they exist in the first place. And Bitcoin unlocks that. It was previously uh, not accessible. Bitcoin allows that to happen. Um, and I think it's going to be a huge change, not only in baseball, it's in every professional sport, right? Uh, these things have been polluted um, with this uh, fiat mindset. And now slowly but surely, with announcements like this and players around the world, like Aaron Rodgers, like Russell, um, like all these individuals who are realizing, 
wait a second. Okay, I can start to plan for the future. Um, how do I? How do I then go out and be the most productive person to society around me? Because I know if I add, if I get better at my job of playing baseball, right, that adds energy to the system. And Bitcoin, the unique thing that it does is it takes all of the accessible energy in the world and it caps it at 21 million, right? It stuffs it all in there. So if you are an owner of that supply, if someone anywhere around the world finds more energy, right? You can only transform energy from inaccessible to accessible. If we're able to control more energy, they shove it into the system. Doesn't matter where they are you benefit, right? That's why the HODL mindset works because you are doing the most um, altruistic thing that you can possibly do, which is you are you have unlocked energy somewhere out in the world, in your job, doesn't matter what it is. The only way to get Bitcoin, there's only two, there's only one way, really. It's exchanging energy, right? The miners are doing it, they're holding it, then you got to get it from them. You got to give them energy, right? You got to give them energy. They take it out of the system. The Bitcoin system is self-regulating, right? If you take it out of the system and you use it and you don't come back with more energy, what happens? You get eliminated from the system. You're not able to buy back as much control of the total energy supply. So you're out. So it rewards people. It's self-regulating. It rewards people that put energy into the system and say, I'm not going to touch it, right? Because there's people out there that can use it more efficiently than me. Unless I have a really good idea, then I'm going to take it out of the system and I'll come back with more and everyone is going to win. So it's not just the, <laughs> you know, it's the tip of the iceberg of uh, what is going to change from announcements just like this. You cannot be bullish enough you know either even the, the infinity over 21 million it's like that's really hard to picture <laughs> but it's true and it, <laughs> the effect only like it's like a flywheel right it only gets faster it only gets faster because the more that we the more that people realize this the more that we are able to innovate which makes us more efficient which gives us more access to energy which goes back into the system which happens again and again and again and because the price of bitcoin right for the very first time you have this immutable ledger that cannot be altered, tampered with, manipulated in any way, all of a sudden, we have the perfect information. It's the hive mind of human beings. That's what has come together in this. Because it's an, it's an intelligence, it's a form of intelligence that we never had access to before, right? It is everyone speaking the truth to each other at all times, right? The, the transactions on the Bitcoin network, that's the data. The data, which cannot be fake, can't, can't be altered in any way, can't be uh, forged in any way, that becomes the information right? Which is the price. Now the price, that information turns into the knowledge and we apply that knowledge, the intelligence of where to allocate in, where do, where do we allocate energy to? How do we allocate the energy? How quickly do we do that? We don't even have to talk to each other. Human beings don't even have to talk to each other. We know for a fact, I can tell, you know, it's that back to uh, Durjiji's idea of the map is the territory. It's you, you, your head will explode if you think about it. Long yeah. Enough. Yeah. That's what, that's awesome. I think there's so many things that'll uh, really change as uh, more and more people adopt a Bitcoin standard, a Bitcoin mindset, and really, really start to think of it like I'm valuing, if I'm saving and I'm valuing my net worth in SATs or in Bitcoin. And so it's such a fundamental change. Uh, I'm also curious, and I think that's also part of what helps, uh, once you've really built up your conviction, that's also what helps you if there's a bear cycle or if there's a dip. Because it's obviously, it's easy to sing rah rah look how good it is when when there's a big bull run happening but it's actually also dealing with these things that like let's say there's a dip let's say there's a bear market and uh being able to actually realize that's an opportunity to stack more sats cheaply or at least relatively cheaply compared to if the bull run if the bull run just uh continues apace Absolutely. And I think the, the, this is something that I have found uh, in conversations with Steve, uh, in conversations with uh, everyone that has been orange-pilled, right? There is a moment where you're like, you're into Bitcoin, 
for a while and you start to see the benefits. Like you say, it's really easy in the bull runs. Um, but I think you become a, a, a veteran Bitcoiner uh, when you wake up and you see that it has gone down and you're excited. It's like, now's my chance. <laughs> like, because sometimes, <laughs> some, sometimes in the morning you'll wake up and you'll be like, oh, man, I like, I, I got to get more. I can't, I can't. It's gone up too high. Like, it's going to run. Like, people are going to find out. You know, Michael Saylor talks about waking up in the middle of the night and being like, I am so, I, I am behind the curve. I'm under allocated. Like, this, this thing is going to run away. Other people are going to find out this information because people like you are out there doing podcasts like this, trying, <laughs> we got to stop this. You know, this, you, you want everyone, you want everyone to do good. But like, stop, stop me, stop exactly. me, guys. You got to stop me. It's like, you know, it's like for, for the past, for the past, uh, you know, whatever it is, 12 years now, the, the Bitcoin community has been pushing this idea up this hill and you just feel it. You feel that it's just cresting over this giant rock is cresting over the hill and it is about to run, you know, so quickly. And it's, it's, about, it's about to change so quickly. It's just a matter of time. And you're, you know, like you said, you yeah. say there, there will be bear markets. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but it's about uh, educating and building that conviction. And hopefully we're yeah. doing that with the, the organization. Yeah. So look, what's going on in Australia? I mean, so for listeners, most of my listeners are actually not in Australia, right? So Commonwealth Bank of Australia, the biggest bank in Australia recently came out saying, yeah, we're going to start allowing customers to buy, hold and sell Bitcoin in the app. And, you know, now we've got uh, a sports team going all in Bitcoin. Uh, what's going on in Australia? Well, it's great. And this is what we'd like to see and we encourage more of it. So um, I, I think probably in reference to the rest of the world, are we uh, a little bit off the pace? Uh, naturally, yes. Uh, but yeah, with, with announcements like our own, uh, with ComBank, uh, there's a partnership in the AFL uh, that the, uh, the Western Bulldogs have, that this will continue to uh, to educate and, and lead the way. So um, yeah, we, we encourage more. We, uh, we're, we're excited by you know, the Com Combank's announcement a fortnight ago in, in terms of uh, their, their position. And na naturally now we expect uh, you know, others to follow uh, you know, very quickly in 2022. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you have and to imagine those, those, the, 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 the Commonwealth Bank thing. I mean, that talk about putting people from outside Australia don't know just how big of an announcement that is. If you're any other bank <laughs> across the country uh, and someone comes out and says that and you haven't been paying attention, um, you're behind the curve by 24 months. You know, it's going to take you that long. You're going to have to get a team together to figure this out. And, you know, the, the best part is the brain drain that is happening from those organizations to ones that are in a Bitcoin standard, like the amount of interest that we have had just from coming out with this announcement. People want to be involved in this younger generation who are eyeing up the potential. It used to be that those minds would go to your places like Commonwealth Bank or ANZ or any of these other bigger banks here. They're recognizing, the youngsters are recognizing, hey, wait a second, <laughs> this is, uh, you know, this legacy system, it, we, we call it legacy for a reason. You know, it, it, this is, they're in trouble. So you're just now starting to see that shift. You're just now starting to see these things fall and it will be one after another after another. And pretty soon, you know, this news of which is why it's important to be first here. This news, this won't be news anymore, right? Just like the El Salvador news. It won't be uh, news when Romania does it, when uh, Pakistan does it. Like, it'll just, it'll be common. It'll just happen. And if you're ahead of the curve, you're going to reap the benefits of that. Um, but really, in the end, everyone gets the benefit of it, right? It's just um, how yeah. outsized will that benefit be? Yeah. Now, I don't want to be uh, like a Debbie Downer, uh, but I want to ask this question just because I think listeners might be thinking it or someone might be thinking about it. The tax consequences, right? So if it's treated like a sale on spending of coins, is that going to cause an issue because of the current tax laws? And does that maybe, I'm just thinking out loud, maybe in practice it means people or employees or whoever's receiving their payment in Bitcoin has to think, okay, how much fiat do I actually need for my 
day-to-day living expenses versus, okay, my savings rate is X percent. That's how much I'll take in Bitcoin. I'm, I'm just curious, what's, your, what's been your thought there and what's been the approach um, in terms of how people are thinking about that aspect? Yeah, I think uh, it's it's a matter of education. You're true, true, right? Like they are going to do everything in their power to make this as uncomfortable as possible because uh, it's an emerging asset that is uh, completely eating everything that it comes in contact with. It's scary to the legacy system. So right now, yes, there there are some inefficiencies in the way that it is taxed and it prevents it from being used as a day-to-day currency. Uh, the, the kind of merchandise that we are offering now, the kind of ticket sales, all those things that the Perth Heat are doing at the moment, um, really that is to, to get the community excited about the possibilities, right? That you are, you are basically taking a hit um, if you want to participate um, in order to do that, to, to, to support uh, startups like this, like organizations that are doing this. Um, but it makes perfect sense in terms of the staff, uh, Steve, uh, anyone else that is taking their salaries in Bitcoin. You really have to do think through the process. And that becomes, uh, you know, that, that is sort of the, the chief Bitcoin officer's role here. <laughs> it's just, hey, 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 like we, everything is good. It's all beneficial. Uh, if you think about the tax implica- implica- implications, though, and how it works here in Australia, uh, the trade-off is, uh, would you like your money uh, to increase in purchasing power by 100% a year and pay a little bit of tax? Or uh, would you like to lose value every single day, have it sucked away from you because someone else is in charge um, of the ledger? Uh, the choice is up to you. And very rarely are you going to have individuals say, well, I'd rather have someone else in charge. It's like, no, <laughs> you know, that's just not the way it works. And of course, but these are the things that it's very hard outside of a podcast setting like this, where we have a little bit of time with people that have a, an understanding of the implications inside of the system and inside the legacy system. It's hard to get that information out. So for, you know, I don't, I don't uh, envy Steve having to do all this media with the, with the uh, mainstream media, you know, it's just because you get asked the same questions and it's the same thing. And it's, it's really hard to educate in that process. But the deeper that you go, like any rabbit hole, right? The deeper that you go, the more you start to understand, oh, I see what's going on. I see why this is happening. And then, then the question becomes, well, how do we position ourselves even against all these odds to take uh, ultimate advantage of it? Excellent. Yeah. And, uh, sponsorships, what is changing there? Is, is, are, are you trying to again, denominate in Bitcoin there or start off in AUD terms and then change over in the future. What's the thinking there? Bitcoin. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good like all all, all our partnerships moving forward in in Bitcoin Um, and we'd like to uh, pair with uh, like-minded companies. Um, I think if we we say we're all in, we we need to behave um, in, in in that way as well. So, yeah. We're, we're, we're open um, and our assets yeah, um, are on the table yeah, across the board um, yeah, with what we can do with the jerseys, what we can do yeah, with our naming rights, what we can do across the board. Uh, we, would, we would like to partner now um, with the community. Uh, to, you know, if we're going to be the Bitcoin baseball team, we want to be fully engaged with, uh, with, with the whole community um, and, and demonstrate yeah, the, the benefits moving forward. So, um, yeah, simple answer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's also interesting too. you know, you hear so many of these announcements that have happened even in the past, what has it been 48 hours since the, you know, the Rockets and the Lakers deals and all these deals, these floating around because people are starting to realize um, in the, the um, exchange world that the exchange is the new bank, right? And, and how often do you change banks? So it's about legitimizing yourself. If you're a company out there uh, that wants to uh, show to the world that you understand where this is going. 
Um, and you want to be first there. You have to get out there and you have to legitimize yourself and you have to partner with like-minded people um, to make that available and get in. Because as soon as you do, um, as soon as you experience that first Bitcoin purchase, um, you know, very, very rarely are you going to then go from Commonwealth Bank to ANZ or whatever it is, right? That's the, the next layer. So it is like a, it's a race to this point, you know, especially just given the last 24 hours and the response from companies that we have seen, you know, it's been so exciting to, to realize that, that folks have been waiting for an opportunity like this to say, okay, this is our chance to get behind a, a, an organization. Um, and it's been, it's, it's going to be fun to see where those announcements go and, and to see where that interest has been. But like Steve said, it's, it's, uh, we are open for sponsorship for, uh, in Bitcoin. That's it. Yeah, I think that's going to be a really cool thing to see. Uh, and yeah, as you were saying, it's it's a, being first is important here because you are the Bitcoin baseball team. And uh, now, if someone else tries to do that, it's not going to be the it's not going to have that same kind of ring to it. It's not going to have that same kind of flair. And I'm sure uh, you will uh, benefit a lot from the press that will come uh, out of this also. So I think you, you'll get a, a good solid benefit out of that. Any, anything else that uh, you wanted to mention about this? I think I've pretty much ticked off most of the things I was uh, interested to ask you. Is there anything else? No, I think probably if, 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 in a sense, if we're wrapping up, we, we just really want to be thankful for the community who have embraced allowing us to come in and even yeah, uh, terming ourselves as the Bitcoin baseball team. We understand there's yeah, there's a responsibility there as well. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's been so humbling with the uh, the reaction we've had and the support we've had. Um, yeah, in the past 24 hours, but also the support that we have, we've had by tapping into the network to get us to this uh, to this point. E everyone we have communicated with have been so so supportive and 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 willing to help and to educate and um, to get us to this day. Um, and, we, and we can't thank everyone enough, you know, for, for giving us their time so generously. Um, I, I've absolutely loved it. Yeah, you know, Patrick's you know, certainly more advanced um, in his edu education than, than what I have, but yeah. That, everyone's time for us has, has been wonderful. Um, and, and we'd like to say, I, I guess, a, a collective thank you um, for everyone who we've come across so far on our journey. And then we'd like to say hello to everyone in the community. Um, we, we, we are your Bitcoin, base, Bitcoin baseball team and we, we hope we represent you in a really, really positive light. Um, so, yeah, the future of sports has started and, yeah, we're excited by, by our journey ahead. Fantastic. All right. Well, uh, let's leave it there then. And listeners who want to find you online, where's the best place for them? Online, where you get our website, perthate.com.au. Um, we're on, you know, obviously, Twitter at Perthate and, uh, and, and all, all the platforms. So, uh, yeah, we, we look forward to engaging and, uh, and moving forward. Fantastic. Well, thank you for joining me, Stephen and Patrick. Thanks for having us. I hope you enjoyed the show. Get the show notes at stefanlevera.com slash 322. Thanks. And I'll see you in the Citadels.